Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You love them, you hate them, and you can't stop talking about them. Announcers, analysts, pundits, they're all fair game. It's Sports Media Payhem with Alex Reamer. Time to let it rip. And welcome back to the show. As I was saying in the open, I really want to dive into this Mac Jones stuff, this avalanche of a smear campaign that's unfolding here. And to help me break it down, we bring on Dakota Randall, who covers the Patriots for Nesson and Nesson.com. Hi, Dakota. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming on with the mic and everything. Like, I love a man who comes prepared. Um, so I spent some time earlier in the show talking about this. I want to get your take since you cover the team daily. Please help me understand this Mac Jones stuff. So Bailey Zappi plays one decent game against the Lions. I'm not even talking about what happened Sunday against Cleveland yet because Sunday morning, Albert Breer comes out on NBC Boston's pregame show and says that Mac's relationship with the Patriots has gone a little sideways, whatever that means. Mike Florio, Sunday morning as well, publishes a post that I think went under the radar at the time, but he also said that there are uncharacteristic rumblings about the Patriots and Mac Jones, and that Joe Judge prefers Zappi. Again, this happened before Bailey Zappi played an actual good game against the Browns. So what, what do you make of all this? It seems like this happened very suddenly. It is. It's it's become it's taken on a life of its own, and it's a kind of a really strange situation to unpack. And I think there's a lot of different angles to it, and, and you know specifically about like the Mac Jones, you know, attitude or, or or relationship with the team or them sending a message. So you know, would the Patriots want to humble Mac Jones or send him a message? I mean, yeah, you know, they did that for 20 years with Tom Brady, who was a six round pick and the greatest quarterback in NFL history. We've heard countless stories about Bill Belichick calling him out in meetings, all that stuff. Why wouldn't they do it with a millennial first round pick? Like right. that seems, and I know Bel- Mac Jones millennial or Gen Z. He might actually be Gen Z, believe it or not. It's a good point. I'm not up in my generation. <laughs> I don't know how it works, but young, right? And, yes. you know, I think Belichick's definitely softened in recent years, but I still don't think he's beyond, you know, trying to keep someone like that in check. So I believe that. And then as far as, you know, sending him a message. I think any of us who were, you know, at training camp this summer, uh, following Mac Jones, I mean, it was clear he was very frustrated. Uh, and I think deservedly so. I think it was fair for him to wonder why are we making all these changes to the offense, the coaching, all this, given how good I did last year in my first season. Um, and then you saw the frustrations continue during the regular season. And I think the frustration kind of bled into his play. Um, and so I do think, you know, there was kind of a message to be sent there. And and Albert Breer, 
you know, listen, I mean, it's a guy who, you know, he's got a pretty strong track record. I don't think he he's making that up. You know, I, you know, I think his specific thing was that the Patriots are saying, you know, look at what Bailey Zappi's doing in this offense that apparently you don't trust. Um, you know, look at it. It clearly works. And, you know, I think that is a message that maybe did need to be sent to him because, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. I believe some of it. But, you know, then once you get into some of the more character shots on Mac Jones and the the humbling and the attitude adjustment, that's yeah. where I, I think it goes off the rails. But all the other stuff, you know, I think there's certainly validity to it. Yeah, we had Ben Volan, who was on the Greg Hill show uh, Wednesday morning, talking about how he had a DM from somebody kind of ambiguous about it, which I think is what you're referring to. But I mean, yeah, so I just wonder what this stuff like. So obviously there are anti-Mac people around the Patriots, the NFL, who are feeding this stuff to Breer, Florio, et cetera. But, you know, it's just hard to conceptualize that the Patriots, we view them as, you know, they don't pay attention to any of the media stuff, the, no noise, but... This is the quintessential example of kind of feeding the noise. So I don't yeah. know. It's an interesting dichotomy. I, I agree. And I was thinking about this earlier that it's, you know, maybe I just wasn't paying attention when I was younger. Maybe it's just different with social media and Twitter. But I just don't remember the Patriots being nearly this leaky when I right. was growing up. All these rumors, all this speculation, and not just like, not just Adam Schefter coming out with someone, but seemingly everybody getting yeah. a little bit of dirt. And you know, for me, I sort of feel like it really started back when that initial Seth Wickersham report came out about Brady and the and the you know the whole friction there. You know, maybe there was some before and I just missed it, but it feels like ever since then, you know, there's just all this kind of stuff comes out about the Patriots all the time, and yeah, it's you wonder what the motivations are, where it's all coming from, and again, a lot of really you know reputable, highly respected reporters put out this kind of stuff, and I don't think they're making it up. So it is interesting. I I, I don't know what the motivations are. Um, yeah, it's, it is kind of weird. It's like an avalanche, you know, one drip comes out of the faucet and then it just goes on full. It's like, it's, 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 it's like, it's almost like a pylon at this point. Yeah. And I also think, you know, Belichick is responsible for some of this too. I wrote a thing about it earlier this week that he's been offered numerous times over the last few weeks. You know, he's been offered to stand by Mac Jones or publicly back right. him as a starting quarterback, like he did back in 2014. When people asked after that Chiefs game, you know, are you thinking about going to Garoppolo? And he just laughed in their face. Situations aren't perfectly analogous, yeah. but still, he didn't have a problem with it back then. And he just hasn't taken the bait any time over the last few weeks. And all that's done is continue to fuel the speculation, create these distractions. And maybe he just doesn't care anymore. Maybe there is some sort of ulterior motive motivating Mac Jones. Maybe he's considering Zappy. I don't know. But it's weird that he seems so content with just letting all this talk go on and being asked about it every day. Yeah. I mean, Cam Newton in 2020, how many times did Belichick say that Cam was their quarterback, despite him, you know, barely being able to throw the ball five yards. Right. Uh, um, right. So, but yeah, so I was going to ask you, what do you make of Belichick being continually non-committal? He was again Wednesday about, you know, Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi. I mean, my read on that is that that's not that unusual to me. I think Belichick does want to use this against Mac Jones. Um, I don't think that's uncharacteristic of Bill, but all these leaks may be. But yeah, what's your take on him being uh, so wishy-washy? You know, I do think at the end of the day, um, I do think it's about, you know, sending some sort of a message or, you know, just kind of keeping Mac in check a little bit. Because again, he did this with Brady all the time. So I just think, you know, this is an opportunity to do it for Mac. Um, for the reasons that we talked about earlier, because at the end of the day, like, I just don't think they're going to go with Bailey Zappi. Uh, I think, I think Mac Jones is clearly the better quarterback. I think, you know, people just sort of gloss over like, yeah, it's against the Lions and, and the Browns, but he's playing well. It's like, no, those are two atrocious teams. Um, and I think especially 
if you watch Bailey Zappi during training camp, you know, it was awful. And it was oh, really, really, it was, it, it was a, you know, a joke every day. You know, there was, it was interceptions all the time, hospital balls. Like he'd have one good pass and the next one was sailing into the stands, hitting fans. Oh, wow. It was all over the place. Um, you know, and, and, and that continued during the, the, during the preseason, he threw an interception in every preseason game. I mean, this is the same guy who threw an interception to Isaiah Zuber, who used to be a Patriots receiver. I mean, he was awful during the summertime, which is why a lot of us covering the team are like, I can't believe that this is going the way it is. And I don't even know if they expected, if the Patriots expected it to, because before the Packers game, I talked to Joe Judge and I was like, you know, do you think Bailey Zappi is ready to be a primary backup? Because right now, if you haven't signed a practice squad quarterback, it looks like Brian Hoyer and Zappi. Is he ready for that? And he kind of paused and was like, that would be a pretty big assumption on my part. Kind of like the like, wow the question, and I and then he went on to kind of give, you know, he said good things about Zappy, which he has kind of throughout all the, you know since he came here. But it, he started it with, yeah, that would be a pretty big assumption, and then look what's happened. So I don't even know if they expected this. And now we read again from Florio and Ben Volan said this today on EEI that uh, Joe Judge is a Bailey Zappy guy over Mac Jones, and you're saying just a few weeks ago he was saying you know assumption to assume he could even back up. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, you know, and again, maybe he was just given a Patriots answer. I don't know, but it just, it, maybe he was just tempering expectations, which sure. is fair. But I think, yeah, I, you know, that's why I look at that one. I'm like, and also just the film doesn't lie. I mean, you look at it, the Patriots aren't asking Bailey Zabby to do very much, uh, you know, especially in that Lions game. Like they get down in the red zone and I think his like net yardage was minus yeah. five, meaning like yeah. he just wasn't throwing yes. the ball anywhere. And, no. and I, I think the Patriots have to believe that Mac, ultimately gives them a higher ceiling. So I don't know if I buy that Joe Judge is a zappy guy. Maybe it's just that he's that he's come here. He wasn't here last year. This is his first year back. Mm-hmm. Bailey Zappi is a rookie. He's maybe has a fondness for him, but I don't know about preferring Bailey over Mac. That's yeah. Yeah. And and this is interesting too to look at fan reaction. I mean, we know that fans are obviously very reactionary, but this shows it, right? I mean, Joe Judge and Matt Patricia are, I think, largely rightfully killed all summer, earlier this season, these guys are failures. They're Belichick suck-ups. They're toadies. They don't know what they're doing. And now, two good games against the Lions and Browns, and it's, oh, Bailey Zappi's a yes sir, no sir kind of guy. Max giving them attitude. This You got to trust the system. It's like, wow, it really was easy to turn you all back into the Patriots' pom-pom waivers. Right, right. It, it, just, it, it just shows that everybody just lives in the moment and nobody really looks ahead for this kind of stuff or just tries yeah. to look in the future. And it, I mean, it... It's true. I, I People have kind of talked about these last few weeks, like, oh, it validates Matt Patricia right. as a play caller. And it's like, no, it, you know, it doesn't. Again, they're facing the Browns and the Lions who are inept in many, in many ways. Like, I just don't put too much stock into it. Do I think that the coaching has gotten better since the start of the season? Yeah. And again, I think that, you know, the, the whole plan of making those guys part of the offense was rightfully criticized. But you also are talking about, you know, two guys that know a ton about football. And have been head coaches, so that counts for something. And so they were always, I think, gonna find a groove and get better. Like I never thought it was gonna be an abject disaster, but to suggest that it's come all this way, and now, like you said, the conversations flipped, where it's like, oh, maybe Mac was the problem, and he just wasn't trusting this coaching that maybe was good all along. Like I'm not buying that. I think everybody is is kind of getting way ahead of themselves. 
Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus yeah, and I think, frankly, I mean, the Ravens game, Mac threw the three picks, but the Patriots looked much better in that game than they did the previous two weeks. I mean, they went toe-to-toe with Baltimore. Um, but speaking of that Ravens game, it is interesting that right after that, Mike Lombardi, you probably remember, came out on his podcast and really just eviscerated Mac Jones's football character, blaming him for turnovers, challenging him, saying, you're not that good, you're not that skilled. And at the time, I was curious, like, okay, is Mike Lombardi speaking on behalf of the Patriots coaching staff? And now with all these anti-Mac rumblings, it seems like maybe he was. No, I, I agree with you. I think, you know, and he's always sort of been, seems like he's speaking for Belichick in some ways. I know he's very close for Belichick, close with Belichick, um, and that he's been a huge Belichick backer throughout the years. Um and so I'm not saying that he's doing that in this instance. Maybe he's it's coming from other coaches, but I agree. Like the, the tea leaves all point toward someone in that building. It, it isn't happy with what Mac Jones is doing. Uh, you know, someone with, with some sort of influence. And yeah, I mean, that Mike Lombardi stuff was interesting at the time. I think he was wrong to some degree. And, and, and if, you know, someone with the Patriots was feeding him that, I would have disagreed as well. I don't think, you know, I don't think a lot of those interceptions were on Mac, especially in that game. I mean, the last one, the third one was just a garbage time pick. One of them was Devontae Parker just sort of giving right. up on a route. And then the other one, I think, was a miscommunication. Like, I, I just disagreed with that criticism from the start. But I think your theory that, yeah, you know, maybe the same person that was giving Mike Lombardi that sort of sentiment is the same person talking to Albert Greer, talking to some of these other people that are putting out these similar sort of, you know, reports or, or, or segments. Now we have the Mac Jones side of this. I thought it was very interesting that your former colleague at Nesson, Doug Kayad, tweeted that Mac Jones is currently 85 to 90%. And it's up to the team whether he plays against the Bears. So that to me reads that number one, that's coming from Mac's people. And number two, this is a legit back and forth because obviously somebody close to the Jones camp or in the Jones camp felt like we need to feed to reporters that no Mac is ready to come back. And if he doesn't play Monday, it's the team. It's not him. Yeah. And, you know, I do think, you know, if you're Mac, you, you want to get back out there. And if it is true that he was maybe pushing to play or thought he could play in some of the previous games, which always felt like a stretch to me, given, I mean, I've had a really bad high ankle sprain. I don't, I've never had NFL level like treatment, but it was really hard to stand. I would have been surprised (laughs) if he played, especially the week afterward, but you know, he, he's got to hear some of this stuff going on. He's, if he's a competitor, he wants to make sure he keeps his job. I mean, he's not Tom Brady. He's only one year into the league. He's not above have, you know, being replaced, having his job taken. So I'm sure he wants to get out there. And I do think, you know, this game, what the Patriots do here is really interesting because I think there's an argument to be made for letting Mac Jones sit another week 
and, and just getting fully healthy because you don't need him against the Bears. You should be able to be- beat the Bears with Garrett Gilbert out there at quarterback. Yeah, they're terrible. And so bad. yeah, but I also think there's an argument for giving him a soft landing. You know, let him go out against the Bears who are terrible. Let him kind of pick up where Bailey Zappi left off, have a strong game because all of a sudden that Jets road game the next weekend doesn't look like a total cupcake. If you know, just imagine if Mac goes out in that game, if Bailey Zappi plays against the Bears. And then Mac Jones comes back against the Jets. And then it kind of reverts to what we saw early in the season. Turnovers, really sluggish. Patriots only score 7 to 14 points or something like that. I mean, the noise is going to get, you know, really loud. And I don't know, maybe the Patriots ultimately don't care about that stuff. But I, I got to believe some of them do. So I think there's there's a case to be made for both him not playing this weekend and playing. And it's why I ultimately think he is going to play this week. But, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to find out. If they're if they're Mac Jones people, and if Mac Jones is ninety percent and feel and can play this week, then yeah, I think it is telling because if Z- that's a Monday night game, if and when the Patriots go out and demolish the Bears, and Zappy looks good again or all right, uh, it's going to be hard to get off the Zappy train. I think it's going to be totally rolling away, and it's going to be a runaway train at that point. Yeah, so, I, I, I agree, and I also think it's interesting. You know, what if he goes? What if Mac plays this weekend or plays on Monday? And it just doesn't look good in the first half, which, you know, again, he might be rusty. Like, you know, but imagine if there are a chance at Gillette Stadium of Zappy, Zappy from the crowd. You know, I, I think it was on uh, on the Greg Hill show where Courtney was talking about she was at whatever that charity event was the other night. Maybe it was a bowling event and that Mac and Bailey were both there. Um, and I think she said that, you know, Bailey, Zappy was introduced to the crowd and they went nuts. And then when Mac was introduced, it just really wasn't any reception. And she mm-hmm. said it was extremely awkward. Huh. Uh, you know, imagine if that played out, you know, on an even bigger stage at Gillette Stadium. I mean, it, it could get weird here pretty quickly. Uh, let's hope Mac Jones, the millennial or Gen Z or can handle it. The pressure <laughs> is on. Uh, Dakota, good to connect, man. Thanks for the time. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Thanks for having me on.